0: Hello. This is exciting for you guys and for me. Uh, I've talked a couple of times, but this is my first time preaching, not just about my testimony, but there will be a bit of my journey in here. So I'm Brett, if you don't know me, and I'm the gardener here. And I'm loving the rain because I just put out fertilizer last week. So um, I'm excited. Oh, thanks. Normally I do that. That's cool. I might take a drink. Ah, So today I'm talking about um, awakening, awakening from slumber. So that's pretty cool and it's been a huge part of my journey um, with the Lord. So I'm really looking forward to getting in. I've got a couple of verses I'm just going to get through, but um, I'm just going to tell you a few weird facts about myself just for your entertainment and... Uh, yeah so I'm i 'm obviously i used to live on a farm for twenty five years so grew up on a farm in york and um I have moved from straight from York to mandra and been here for about yeah uh maybe eight years so love mandra i 'm live in mandra and uh, with my wife Bethia, who 's not here we got i've got two young children they're one sick at the moment so that's uh, no good. And it was his birthday, actually, on Friday. And then he had his birthday. And then we were meant to have a big party, but we had to cancel. So he was devastated. And, yeah, it really sucked seeing his face. We were like, sorry, mate, we've uh, got to cancel because we can't spread the sickness around. And he was like, it's okay, Dad. <clears throat> Trying to suck it in. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> we'll have a huge party all next week. Um, so, yeah. I'm from farm. I became a Christian probably. I don't know. I've, I've met I've met the Lord when I was fourteen, but I've been following Him pretty solidly. Well, not solidly. I've been saying I would call myself a Christian for eight years. I've been pretty solid a few of those years, and that's part of this slumbering journey that I'm going to be talking about. Um, I'm I'm a bit of a weirdo at work. Um, I like to just something. I like to do is make voices and talk to myself. I mean, I will go around the property and uh, Kev sometimes says, who's Brett talking to? And it's just generally myself. So that's another little weird thing. And when I concentrate, so if I'm trying my best up here, which I will be trying my best, I might put my tongue out. But it just means I'm trying really hard. So give me grace and doing my best. And some of you might know, like, I pace, like, in worship up here. It's just what I do. I feel, it makes me connect. makes me feel like I'm entering in. I don't know. I have to move. I um, feel like uh, worship, for me, is with my body because I can't sing. So I, I do sing, but I, I'm not good at it. Um, so I move my body a lot. And so that's just one way that I do. So I might be pacing today. And so everyone gets a high five if you can track with me and the cameraman. And also I'm just testing other Andrews on the job, you know. Um, Yeah. So I just want to talk about how sometimes our spirit can fall asleep even when we're Christians. And then it can get really hard to just hear God's voice. And so I've been doing some sort of research about, you know, why that happens in the Bible and it's amazing how much It is in the Bible about awakening and about falling asleep. You know, you've got the disciples fell asleep with Jesus. There's just so much in there, but I'll be just concentrating on one little section. And so, um, yeah, that's what I'll be doing. And it's amazing. A week and a half ago, I was planning to talk on awakening, and all I've wanted to do is take a nap. So it's been, it's been really hard and, and it's made it a little bit more personal and how it is so hard sometimes to connect with God. Even as Christians, we just go through drier spells and we've got pain in our life. We've got, um, sometimes we're just passive and we just can't do it. Like we make choices, but there's, there's always reasonings that we fall asleep. Um, but God has so many promises about coming awake and that's, exciting bit so I just want to pop this question out to you guys are you asleep in your walk with God is there any areas in your marriage with God with your friendships at your workplace Um, any any areas where you're just not feeling like awake like there's not a fullness of joy there's not a fullness of serving there's not a fullness of love in your life Um, so just pop that in there and so for me, I was very asleep in my marriage and that meant that I was quite selfish and um, we went through a really hard time. Our first couple of years of marriage was just really hard because I was asleep. I may have been awake to some areas of my life, but in my marriage I just could not see. I could not see what my wife truly wanted. I thought, well, you've got food, you've got a shelter, you know. Sounds like an animal, really, but... Um, <laughs> You've got food, water and shelter, that sounds really, really bad. And the truth is, is that it is really bad. Because oftentimes we just think, we, we provide your needs. We just think we'll we bring in the money, but I wasn't there present for her. I wasn't there emotionally and I just was asleep. And so part of my journey of coming awake was coming here... <laughs> coming to this church where people love you and see you and call you out. And so hopefully today, that's one thing I just want to, we can always come awake more. We can always awaken more to God's love. We can always grow. We're always growing in intimacy with the Lord. You've never got there and that's it. We're always growing. It's all about relationship. You know, I was saying to someone, I'm just going to take a drink. I often have, like, this thought, you know, this conversation with people that, you know, I, we know a lot about God, you know. We can know a lot of stuff about him, but we don't know him in our hearts. And it's like, it's like me telling you, like, I know Buddy, I'm a Sydney Swans supporter. I know Buddy Franklin, he's a really good footballer. I know all his stats, his numbers, how many goals he kicked, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know him, I don't hang out with him. And so it's really important that when I talk to about people with their walk with God and they say, I'm not hearing the voice of the Lord. It's like, well, you're spending time with him. He's a Holy Spirit's a person and a friend and he's not something you just know about. And often I find that the first place is um, yielding yourself. Anyway, I'm going to get back to my notes. And also, if I do just go off, I, I do have some notes, but um, just go with me. It'll be fun. All right, so one of my good friends, Grant, spoke to me during the week and he just gave me this verse and I really want to read it. It's from Ephesians 5 verse 8 to 14 and it's from the Passion Translation. Yep, and so I'm just going to read that out to you. I love the Passion Translation. For me, it just works. Okay, once your life was full of sin's darkness... But now you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because of your union with Him. Your mission is to live as children, flooded with His revelation light, and the supernatural fruits of His light will be seen in you goodness, righteousness, and truth. Then you will learn to choose what it is to be beautiful to our Lord. And don't even associate with the servants of darkness because they have no fruit in them. Instead, reveal truth to them the very things they do in secret are too vile and filthy to even mention whatever their revelation light exposes it will also correct and everything that reveals truth is light to the soul that is why the scripture says arise you sleeper, rise up from your coffin and anointed one will shine his light into you yeah 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 so I'm just going to dissect it literally into little uh, verses that we can just walk through step by step because sometimes it's like we're looking for a bigger thing when really the truth is in the word and Sometimes we just need to actually go through it and hold on to and dissect what this actually will mean to us. So there's lots of promises in here. So the first key, it says we need to have union with him. So union means to me like devotion, abiding in him, daily, meaning I become dependent, okay? So union, you know, um, I'm talking like a marriage, you know, we have to be... In union with Him, so there's the first sort of key. This next key is to live as kids, full of His revelation light. Man, it's oftentimes you know it's like we forget to have that childlikeness in our natures. We we lose that somewhere along the way, where we forget to be children and become more childish. Sometimes, you know, for me, I've been childish a lot in my life, but not childlike. So, um, yeah. And the next key is we learn to choose what God finds beautiful, not what we want. And so choosing has been huge. One time, um, yeah, I don't know if I want to share that. Um, (laughs) I used to smoke and so I just got all the prayer. I tried my hardest and I would just, try and get other people to pray for me. I'd try and get God to take away my burden of smoking. It was just one of those refuges I just could not shake. And I just read this book by Danny Silk called Kyla and it just said something about powerful people versus powerless. And then God just said, you can choose to smoke. And for me, that worked, okay? And he said, you can choose not to smoke. So I just woke up and I said, I choose not to smoke. And for me, choosing has been huge. So from that moment I learned I actually, when I chose, I put that on the altar to him and saying, like I choose not to smoke, Lord, can you take that away? And from that choice of surrender, he did the rest. We we often forget that. It's like, Lord, it's like I always say, like, set me on fire, but you've got to put something on the altar. And I said it last time and I'll, I'll say it again. If you want to be on fire for God, you've got to put something on the altar. You can't just have that like, Lord set me on fire. You need to have stuff to burn. It, it, is, it is good. <laughs> yeah, it is really good. All right. Um, so for me, choosing, and you know, in my marriage, you know, I choose you, and it's like even some days, it's like I wake up, and it's like, we don't always just feel like, ha-ha, thank you, Jesus, like I love you, Lord, and I'm on fire for you today. I, I choose you because I love you, and we're in union, and we're in a covenant relationship. And so oftentimes, you know, choosing him daily is such an important choice, whether you feel it or not. We don't live by feelings. We choose him every day. He's already done the work. and We just have to align ourselves to him. So choosing such important language. And it's oftentimes when we're talking about, say, even in marriages, if they're going through stuff, so what do you choose? Like, what do you want? You know, you have to make a choice because we have free will. Yeah, it even comes into like a rising sleeper. So we have to choose to even come awake. We have to choose that. He, he's calling us. We respond to his voice, but we choose to rise up, okay? So I'll get back into that a little bit later. But um, the next key is, al- uh, is allowing the light of God to expose the stuff hidden in darkness. So we allow Jesus to expose the stuff in our hearts. You know, the hidden things, because we all journey through sin and stuff like that. Um, You know, hiddenness is another one for me. Um, You know, it goes into uh, up here a little bit further. It goes, and don't even associate with the servants of darkness. Darkness, we think about demons and stuff like that. We don't think about the hiddenness that we put down in the closets of our thing, you know, we often have little areas of denial, things like, oh, she should be right, I, I can't actually deal with that right now. It goes into darkness and oftentimes that darkness will have uh, agreement with demonic stuff and so we think, oh, just because just I can't see it, it doesn't mean that it's not real. You know, anything that's not in the light is not in alignment with him and so for me, hiddenness I find really dangerous in people. You know, if I feel like people are hiding or fleeing or keeping secrets, alarm bells go off for me because I've seen the cost on my family of what hiddenness has done in my marriage. And so when I see it in other people, I'm really sorry. I'm not judging you. It's just behind that hiddenness, it's just the enemy has so much power that because we, we, he only has power because we give agreement. And I tell you, passivity is a choice. When we choose to be passive with, it's not just yes or no. When we choose denial, that is a choice. Boom. <laughs> I just had to say that, and I just—I've been waiting so long to grab the mic and just. Nah. Um, <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous, to be honest. I—I—I um, I, I just really hope that my words just sit for you, and you let Holy Spirit do that. Don't—I'm not trying to convict you or say a word to break open stuff. Holy Spirit is so powerful and he's the only one that can transform your life. But I'm just going to talk about it for me. And I'm passionate. I'm passionate about marriages and I'm passionate about the things that I've had freedom from and I want it for you guys too, if you have it. And if not, another thing I was thinking is even part of this message, we're going to pray it. Then, even if you're on fire for Jesus, let's just pray for the generations. It's not just about us. It's about our children, our legacy and so on and so on. So you might be like, oh, I'm... I already know God loves me. I'm already living in the light. I'm already following Jesus. What about agree for your neighbours? You know, sometimes people are like, I just don't feel like coming today to the service. It's like, come and pray and intercede for your nation, for your country. Come and pray for your brother who's stuck in addiction or your, you know, whatever the Lord does. So it's bigger than us. And so I know there's only a few people in here, but I even feel like some of this stuff's for... At the end, we'll pray for more regional. It has to become personal, and then the overflow. Okay. So back to allowing the light of God to expose the hidden stuff in your heart in in darkness. When we choose to surrender to to Jesus, the light exposes. But the good thing is it corrects. He doesn't just expose you and leave you you know, exposed, it will correct itself because that is the way that Jesus is. He's about redemption. He's about correction and alignment. So he never leaves us exposed and he always helps us come from exposure into freedom. So that's really cool. Um, So there's always hope. So every time there's conviction or repentance, there's always hope. It's always unto something beautiful, unto freedom. The last key in here is to choosing to arise up out of our sleepy coffin, you know. And so every good thing comes in the Lord, it says. Every good thing. And so um, he will say, arise, you sleeper. You know, Jesus always speaks. From Genesis, he, he spoke, there will be light and then there was light. So there's always a reaction to his voice. We have to choose that. So it's like when he says, arise from your slumber, we have to go, Lord, I want to rise up out of, out of my dead places. So that's pretty cool. Hmm. Jesus also says in the Passion Translation as well, with, with the truth section, I really want to speak about truth here for a little bit, is you know to know that we're fully awake in the Lord is fully dependent on fully knowing how weak we are and how dependent we are Upon him, You know, because, you know, some of the the thing we can get into is like with ministry or praying or we do get that powerful feeling. We get that thing where we get to be full of everything for him. But we must come in that place of weakness and dependence like a child needs his father. And so Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane um, when he, he said like, Look, Lord, could you take this away from me? And it says in the Passion, like it was about the, um, you know, his death and stuff like that. If you you could take this pain away from me, basically, would you? But no matter what, your will must be mine. And I would love to see a bunch of all all of us to go, no matter our circumstances, I must have your will for my life. I must be in alignment with your will. Must be. It's so important. I even have that thing of like, I don't feel like preaching, I used to want to preach when I was an orphan and going, I just want the stage, I just want to be seen. Now it's like, I don't want to do it, but if I must, if I must do this to to share what you have to say, then so be it. I'm really uncomfortable right now, but I am doing it out of obedience and I feel like I've got a word to share. And I just love you guys. I love the, it's not really silent in here. <laughs> so yeah I um I really miss my wife being here actually um you know part of my story is a huge part of my marriage coming back and we've come together we fought through so much and I was listening to all the prophetic words so I just had them on repeat over that Beth and I've had over our lives last night and every single one has been like, you guys will minister together. And um, she is just so amazing. And I just want to, you know, I just, I am feeling, I said to Luke here, yeah, how are you going? I just said I miss my wife, you know, because she's always been there with me. So I just wanted to say that. She's awesome if you don't know her. Um, so being awake is awesome. But we can't stay awake until we learn how to feast on him. And feasting is the most. I remember praying it in the Wednesday prayer set. It just came up as well. And so, um, feasting is like we, you know, we 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 need to get our life source from Him. We need to eat from Him. You know, that's the way that we'll know how to do the journey from with Him. So, even in Revelation chapter two, He's talking to the Ephesian church again, and um, I'll read it in a sec. But these guys had been doing good works. They're good people. They'd even done hard things. They were powerful people. They were enduring hard stuff. They were brave. They weren't giving up when they were persecuted or tested. They were making good choices and being obedient Christians. And how often, you know, we go to church and it's nice. You know, it's good. We're doing good things, you know, and and I don't take that away. But in Revelation 2 verse 3, it talks about, how they weren't flowing from love anymore. Yeah. Oftentimes, you know, we just so forget how much we are loved by Jesus. Like, it just sounds like such a simple truth, such a simple thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, I know that I'm loved. But... I think there's a place of a, like abiding in his love where it's nourishment to your soul daily and it's like um, it, everything must flow from that foundational truth of that you are loved. And so Jesus said, but they're not flowing from... Oh, I might just read it out. Oh, wait. And that really upset Jesus. He asked them to repent and go back to doing the works of love that they did when they first became Christians. He warned them that if they didn't repent, then he would actually stop them from being an influence in their land. But he promised that if they went back to their first love for him, then he would let them feast from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. So we'll read Revelations 2, th- chapter 3 to 7. I also know how, I was going to put the number 2 in there, but um, it actually said like be aware of false teachers and stuff like that. So I was like, didn't want to put that one in there. Um, <laughs> in case oh, that was awkward um, I also know <laughs> I just thought it would be funny I have a weird, that's that weird thing that I was talking about I just have a weird stuff yeah I sometimes just say things out of my mouth before my brain actually logically you know, computes what I'm saying and sometimes I'm in conversations it's sometimes really beneficial because people are, they really know what's going on inside of me because it just comes out so and I would love to see people's hearts more. You know, for me, that's how people know me is because I, you know, share my heart and everything's out in the open. I want to be, I want everything to be seen in the light. And so sometimes it's like, please, just let me see you. Please let me see your, even the ugly bits, even the painful bits. It's like, just let me see that. Anyway, there we go. Bring it back. I right, also now how bravely you endured trials and persecutions because of my name. Yet you have not become discouraged, but this I have against you. You have abandoned the passionate love you had for me at the beginning. Think about how far you've fallen. Repent and do the works of love you did at first. And I will, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from this place of influence if you do not repent. Although, although to your credit you despise the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also despise. The one whose heart is open, let him listen carefully to what the Spirit is saying now to the churches. To the one who overcomes, I will give access to feast on the fruit of the tree of life that is found in the paradise of God. The end of this passage talks about us getting to eat as much as we want from the tree of life that Adam and Eve were banned from. Wow, eating life would definitely keep us awake. Alright. Uh, firstly, it goes on. Think about how far we've fallen. So we need to think about it and recognise that we've fallen. So it's sometimes, you know, like even for me, not that long ago, it's like, Lord, I've fallen, you know, and and it's just fallen away from even pursuing you. And it's oftentimes in our prayer set, you will often have repentance, like, Lord. I'm sorry, I just don't choose you. I'm sorry that I'm watching Netflix and I'm sorry. And then repentance is always the first way back into one of his promises. So that's why it says repent, meaning get a new mindset. Repent and then get a new mindset from Jesus than that one that we have right now. Repentance is like the most important thing and i I really been praying into that, you know, the spirit of repentance will fall over this region and this land and in this building because I think it's, um, we've become a little bit dry and um, we need to repent for something bigger and greater than ourselves. So after we repent, then the third key is just go back to doing the works of love you did at first. Who remember when they first got saved or met Jesus? Now you don't remember that encounter? Hopefully you've had one. If you haven't, I'd love to pray for you. But, you know, for me, I was... Um, hmm, I had a couple of little moments, but I was 14. I was at, went to Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, and that was probably you were probably there and a few people. But they just talked about this, and the love of God just hit me so hard. I was just crying, and there was no, there was nothing I did. There was no words that were spoken. I just remember feeling so loved. But for me, I've had. Um, the main one was. I was out on a farm and. God just spoke to me and just said, gee, brother, I love you, my son. And it's his voice that changes things, hey. It's his voice in your heart, whether you, however you hear him, whether you, you see him in visions or whether you don't, whether you read the Bible and that's what speaks to you. That's the voice that I'm talking about, that we need to come back to where you find that he speaks to you. It's so important that... You, you You return to your first love and you return to his voice and if you can't hear him, that's probably on your end it's not really his um design he didn't ask you to give his life to him and then you not hear his voice you know so he has his his truth is always higher than your truth unfortunately and so um we often think like, oh, I can't hear him, feel him. It, it, it must be you. It's, he is good and perfect and holy. So it's always him. His is always right. We need to adjust whatever lies that we've been li- believing And We even pray for some of them that we come into his truth. We don't feel it. We don't always know. Sometimes there is conviction. Sometimes there's not. But he is always right, <laughs> I've found. Unfortunately, I've, I've argued and I've said... Wait, what's going on? And he has said other things. But he's always right. So it's just about aligning ourselves to his voice and you can hear from him. There's so much more. All this stuff is for more of him, that we can flow from having love. We can have love, joy, peace, kindness, self-control. All the fruits of the Spirit should be flowing out of our life, should be having fun and adventure with him. There's so much more that um, I believe that he wants to open up and grow in us daily Um, and, yeah, so, uh, where am I? Yeah, there's actually so much, so this is even just, like, these are just small chapters that I've just taken, what I think from this little bit, there's actually so many books also I was going to say, The Slumbering Spirit, but who who wrote that? One of John... John Stanford, that's a great one. There's lots of teachings out there that will be you know, a lot different for me, but it's not about, a teaching's not gonna transform your life. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna move you guys and you guys will get transformed. You get transformed by the end of this praying and asking him and the Holy Spirit hopefully will, and he will answer your prayer. Like I believe it. And um, so that's where the transformation comes. Just hopefully you can just get a few keys and then hopefully you go, yes, I want more love so do the works of love you did at first meaning we need to flow from love not from trying to be right or good Jesus will actually take the church out of its place of influence in the land if we don't flow from our first love if we want to change this region and we're not flowing from love we're not going to We're not going to bring in the lost. We're not going to feed the poor. We're not going to take down territorial strongholds or whatever it may be. Um, We're not going to have that influence if we're not flowing from love. Um, So that's a pretty big thing, I would have thought. So Jesus said he will take that um, church out of its place of influence in the land with being good Christians. He wants his life to flow out of us and influence our land. So the next key is listen carefully with an open heart to hear what Holy Spirit is saying to the churches. Anyone who overcomes being out of love with Jesus and starts living from love again gets to feast on the tree of life, which is in you, which is him in you. So if we want to choose to wake up, and choose being in union with Jesus as children full of revelation light and letting him expose and correct us and stay awake. We need to repent of losing our first love and then feast on the tree of life that Jesus has planted in our hearts. So, um, yeah, a couple little things of, you know, I I just pray that Holy Spirit will reveal what he needs to reveal when you pray this because it has to come from within. A couple of little tips of, for me, how I've helped stay awake is it comes from me asking and surrendering to Jesus. But to be honest, because my one was hiddenness, you need to invite people into your life. I just can't express having people in and seeing your part of your life. It's really vulnerable and scary, but it takes a community. There's a reason why I just Jesus had disciples and people around us. He has churches, they're all one Um, And, you know, for me, I've grown with, you know, those guys, you know, keeping um, seeing my stuff and keeping accountable to that. um, The the little foxes in my life that will come and gnaw. And so for me, the reason why I stay awake and keep awake is because I have people to check out my blind spots and to see when the little things start nibbling away and... um, it's important as a body that we all get to know each other and, and have people around us and community and friends and even your wife. Like if you're married, like my biggest thing to you to say is ask your wife what you can't see about yourself because she's the one who lives with you. You know, wives don't you know, obviously say, well, guess what? You know, um, I mean that you know, in a way of humility. You know, I often say, Bethia, like, what do you see that I don't see? And she'll often come at it with a nicer re- approach and just tell me the truth. And so, yeah, community is really important. But to be honest, all these things are laid out. Union with him, worship, prayer, knowing that you're weak and you need him. You need him daily, you know. Um, knowing that your weakness is your greatest strength because then you can have him fully yielded, uh, living on the inside of you. Um, yeah. It's, um, that's a couple of my... My advice, you know, to stay awake, get people around you, get people to pray for you, say I'm struggling and even, um, you know, oftentimes I'll come to work and I'm like, Kev, can you just pray for me, I'm flat, you know, it's just that constant flow of asking people so that when you feel flat, someone else will pick you up and that way it's not about being a perfect church but we just check the little areas of hiddenness and darkness because we're meant to be a body. And so if there's a little bit of mould on your foot that doesn't get cleaned up, it can infect the whole leg. And so it's really important that we as a community just stay in loving connection with one another and, and help us to stay hungry. But we don't get in the place. Uh, we get our life source from being with Jesus and um, feasting on him is our promise. And um, I just want to pray... Brad's going to come up and pray for um, some of this stuff. And we're just going to pray and ask. And if you guys feel anything, um, I just um, ask you to join in prayer and we're just going to repent and ask God to fill us or return us back to our first love or pray for our children who have returned, walked away. I don't know. Holy Spirit's going to do something. Um, So yeah, thanks for listening. And if you could just stand up and join me in prayer, that would be awesome. So Lord, I just pray that my words, that you do whatever you want with my words, Lord, and I just release them to you. I give you all the glory, Lord. Lord, I just pray that If anything stuck out or if anybody could even make sense of that, Lord, um, I just pray that you will just drop something in the hearts and spirits of every one of us to pray out loud, Lord. Lord, we wanna be a church. We wanna be a people that are madly in love with you, Jesus. Let us return to being in relationship with you, Lord. And Holy Spirit, I just pray for downloads. I pray, Holy Spirit, you just fall in this place and, and have your way, Lord. Lord, and I even just pray, Lord, as someone who's coming awake, Lord, I just pray over every single person here, arise, O sleeper. Yes, Lord, I just even pray for a great awakening, Lord. I just pray for an awakening in this church, Lord, an awakening in our hearts, Lord. I just pray that we'll come awake to everything that you have, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We just pray for our spirits to come awake, Lord. And lead. Jesus, I even pray that our spirits will just come awake right now, Lord, and that we won't be people who lead with our spirits and leave our heart behind. I just pray that our spirits will lead our heart just behind. We're connected to our heart. But Lord, our spirits lead, and I thank you for a great awakening, awakening back to first love, if that's what it is. We love you, Jesus.
1: We thank You, Lord. This is a work that You do, Holy Spirit. It's a supernatural work, but we say yes, Lord. We say yes, God. And Father, we ask that You would come to every area where our personal spirit might be in slumber, Lord, where our personal spirit might be held in captivity, God. But Lord, also that You would reveal how we wound up in that place, Lord. It's not Your design for us to be in slumber, it's not Your desire for us to be in slumber, but we found ourselves there, Lord. Maybe for some of us we just were never awakened. Maybe we never had those around us calling our spirit forth and calling it into life. And so Father, I just pray now and I speak to every person's spirit in the room and I bless You in Jesus' Name and I call You forth out of Your place of slumber. We break the chains of captivity, Lord, that are holding people captive and we call You forth now in Jesus' Name that You would come forth to prominence over Your mind, over your heart, that as the Lord is spirit, that we are spirit in our primary place. We are more spirit than we are physical. So we just pray and I invite your spirit to come forth. Holy Spirit, come and bless and minister the people's spirits now in Jesus' Name, that You would reveal anything that we need to repent of, Lord, any way where we have chosen to be a sleep God, but we have chosen to stay in the place of denial. And whatever it is that's keeping us there, would You reveal, draw us into that place of repentance, Lord. And we would speak out with our words, Lord. I repent for choosing slumber. I repent for choosing denial. I repent for choosing captivity. Thank You, Jesus. And I come forth into the place where You are. When we're born again, the Holy Spirit makes His home in us and actually comes into union with our spirit. So we thank You, Lord, it's not just our spirit coming forth, but then You, Holy Spirit, get to live through us in a new and powerful way. And we wanna see You move in our lives, Holy Spirit. We wanna see You move in our families, Holy Spirit. We wanna see You move in our neighbourhoods and in the nation, Lord, in whatever sphere of influence You have given to us, Lord. We want You to move through us, Holy Spirit. We don't wanna be in the way of Your movement coming forth, Holy Spirit. So we say yes, God. We say yes to the awakening. We say yes to the awakening. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. And we pray, Holy Spirit, You'd even come now and maybe for the first time, or just as a fresh infilling, come and baptise people in Your Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. We say, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Baptise us in Your fire, baptise us in Your love, baptise us in Your power, draw us forth, Lord. Draw us forth, Lord, into our created design, Lord, into who You made us to be, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Father, even maybe where we have judged the supernatural, where we have judged spiritual people, where we have judged the Holy Spirit or manifestations of the Holy Spirit, we repent, Lord. Where we've grieved Your heart by shutting You down, Lord, even in our minds or in our agreements, Lord, we repent of any judgments that we would have against the Holy Spirit. We ask Your forgiveness, Lord. Thank You. Yeah, Father, I'm reminded of a story from a, a preacher who was having such an incredible encounter with You, a manifestation in his body, but he felt like if I stay like this, it's gonna be embarrassing. If I have to live like this for the rest of my life. But in that moment, he chose you over being dignified. And Lord, I I know many times I've made that choice, Lord. I would rather be the laughing stock of people and yet a beautiful manifestation of Your presence, Lord. I choose You, Holy Spirit. If I'm the only one on the floor laughing, if I'm the only one getting slain in the Spirit, if it means more of You, God, if it means deeper intimacy, Lord, greater connection, more of Your Spirit being released in Your Kingdom coming on the earth, I say yes to that, Jesus. Thank You, Lord. You desire for us to know more of You, God. And we desire more of You, Lord. We say, yes, Holy Spirit. Would You come and move, have Your way. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Jesus. And we're going to just gonna keep praying. We've got our ministry team here. If you would love more prayer, if you wanna come forward, even confess sin and repent with people, we can journey you through that. If you feel anything's even blocking just the flow or the receiving of the Holy Spirit, we'd love to walk you through that and pray you through that. And. Uh...